So again, welcome to Letter to Philippi Live. My name is Sean Emsley. I'll be your teacher. And Letter to Philippi is an initiative of lettertophilippi.org. We are a new Messianic Jewish theological and biblical studies organization, which I founded in April. So, and this broad, this daily broadcast, this daily class in the Book of Philippians is our first initiative of our new, our new organization. And as I as I've said in our previous videos, we'll be adding Messianic Jewish book reviews and other materials available for you as we look to build a. Messianic Jewish theology and theological perspective for the 21st century based on the, on the scriptures, based on Jewish tradition, and also consulting, consulting uh, the academic world and the Christian world. So today we'll be looking at Philippians chapter 2, verse 7. As we continue through the Messianic hymn, we uh, started the Messianic hymn yesterday with verse 6 of chapter 2. This, the Messianic hymn is from Philippians 2, 6 through 11, six verses that go through the coming into the world of the Messiah, his life on earth, his death on the Roman cross, his resurrection, his ascension to heaven, and looking forward to his glorious return when all of the all of the created order everyone who has ever lived everyone who will ever live will acknowledge yeshua as messiah and lord so now we go to verse seven we move into yesterday we looked in, into uh into yeshua coming to the world humbly and verse seven continues that thought as it looks into the coming of the messiah humbly into our world and in verse 7 we read, On the contrary, he emptied himself, and that he took the form of a slave, by becoming like human beings are, when he appeared as a human being. Quickly, I'll move my camera here. Okay. Yeah, that was impressive. Okay. <laughs> So I'll read that verse again. On the contrary, he, Yeshua, emptied himself and he took the form of a slave by becoming like human beings are. And when he appeared as a human being, the Greek word for emptied is kenou. Many scholars understand that Yeshua in his incarnation, in his coming into the world, emptied himself of his omnipotence, his omnipresence and omniscience. These, these initiatives these these uh these initiatives of god omnipotence all power omnipresence being available everywhere and omniscience knowing everything but emptying but the emptying could signify the sinless savior's sacrificial death where he poured out his life and bore the sins of many so the question we're talking about his emptying of yeshua did he empty out his his omnipotence, his omnipresence, and omniscience, his his God qualities of all knowledge, all presence, all power, or is this emptying the fact that he he left his place in heaven and entered into a, a sacrificial life and a sacrificial death? 
In this verse, Paul teaches that Yeshua, the eternal Messiah, came into the world as a flesh and blood human being. In contrast to later Gnostic groups and the proto-Gnostic groups of the time, which espoused that the man Yeshua became divine, where the divine Yeshua just appeared to be in the world. In contrast to Gnosticism, a belief that that sets sets the the spiritual as good, the physical as bad or evil. They couldn't understand. They refused to understand Yeshua as being being the God of Israel, the Holy One, who came into our world in physical flesh. That he was born as a baby. He was a physical flesh in, in the phrase incarnation, the, that the God of Israel was in flesh in Yeshua. They speaking that they understood understand physicality and the, the flesh as evil. They couldn't understand Yeshua in that in that context. So they either believed that that as his resurrection he became in essence a man who became God, or or that he just appeared to be a flesh and blood person. He was he was a spirit person who just looked like a a, a physical human being. But both those are incorrect because he was the one God of Israel, the eternal one who became one with our human flesh. He was born as a baby. He lived his life as a man. He died on the Roman cross as a man. He rose from the dead and returned to heaven in a physical body. As Yeshua, God became man and entered into his creation uniquely and intimately. While there have been brief glimpses of the one God of Israel in the Tanakh, interacting with human beings in, in the Brikhat Shah scriptures, Yeshua is the one God of Israel empties himself to enter the word, world fully and encounter his created beings as one of them. Throughout the Tanakh, there are, there are glimpses what they what they call what they call uh, what what they call epiphanies that 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 there's the that there is these points that there that there are those like for example the, the it's understood that one of the angels one of the angelic visitors who came to a, to Abraham in Genesis eighteen was the God of Israel who came came into to contact with Abraham and spoke to him about the coming judgment on on Saddam and, and we've seen and there are other times we can see the talk about the the uh, the appearing of 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 one like the 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 God of Israel coming into our world but in Yeshua he fully entered into our humanity and, and fully entered into life on this world. He didn't just appear to be in the world or briefly was with in the world. He became one with us human beings. As Paul models a shoe in his life and calls the Philippians to join him in becoming more and more in Messiah, Paul shares the examples of Yeshua's lowly entry into the, our world and his life as a mission to the divine plan as the model for Philippians to emulate. As we've said throughout our study so far, one of the major themes that runs throughout the book of Philippians 
is the is the the teaching on humility that humility is is a, is a characteristic of our messiah and we are to emulate it paul makes clear that in his life he he set out to emulate emulate the humi hum humility and his willingness as the messiah suffered for us for him also to to suffer on behalf of the messiah and on behalf of the messianic community so in this in this we see in the messianic hymn Yeshua giving the highest example of humility, the greatest example of humility, the, the most humble person who, who ever lived, Messiah Yeshua, as he came into our world and gave his life for us and for our redemption. So the phrase, he took the form of a slave, More than just becoming a human being, Yeshua became a slave. More than just becoming one of us, just entering into our world, Yeshua came as a slave. He came to come into our world in the lowliest spot, born, born as a baby in, in a lowly setting in, in, in his birth in Bethlehem, living a life of, of one who throughout his time ministering had no home and, and lived lived basically where wherever he was able to give him a place for him to sleep and then to be arrested and and executed by crucifixion by on the roman cross as the death that was that was reserved for slaves and for the worst of criminals so he came into this world, not just as a human being, but as a human being who will who would have the greatest of of uh, suffering. Paul makes the Philippians aware that both he and Timothy are slaves, slaves of the Messiah, and are modeling the humility and submission to the Messiah Yeshua. They're calling the believers in Philippi to pursue with them. As we see in the opening verse, they're, they're basically their, their introduction to this letter. He, both both the Paul and, and Timothy refer to themselves as slaves. So they are, they are modeling the Messiah as the Messiah was a slave for us coming to the world and dying. And living a life of of sacrifice and and eventual death on the Roman cross, they too call themselves slaves as they model Messiah, and they they call call the people of Philippi and us by example to understand our roles as being slaves of Messiah. That as our Messiah sacrificed for us, we are to sacrifice for Him and to live lives that model his humility as slaves of the messiah paul and timothy model their devotion to the messiah Yeshua exemplified his devotion to us so paul and timothy sought to model the messiah in their lives and can and confirm on to us the need to understand our lives 
as the slaves of Messiah, as they were slaves of the Messiah. In both Philippians 1.1 1, 1 and Philippians 2.7, Paul used a form of the Greek word doulos. Doulos being an individual form, doule being the, uh, the plural, which, which Dr. Stern in his translation of the Collegiate Bible translated as slave. Doulos can also be translated as servant or bond servant. Some Bibles, including the ESV, which I also use in my study, uses the word servant in these verses instead of slave. But these terms are basically interchangeable because most servants were, in fact, slaves during this historical period. In the shared use of doulos for Paul and Timothy, as well as Yeshua, we see a parallel between Paul and Timothy's devotion to Yeshua as his slaves, as his douloi, and Yeshua is the slave, doulos, of the divine plan, leading to the Roman execution stake, and his death is a slave to the plan of God. In Isaiah 52, 13, the beginning of the, of the famed Isaiah 53 sermon song, we see the use of the Hebrew word, evid, that can be rendered as slave or servant in English. And we see that 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 in the the uh, in the Hebrew scriptures, the Hebrew word "evid" is is a is a parallel word for for what we have in in Greek, the doulos. That there's these that as the as the as the uh, we see this looking forward to the Messiah in Isaiah 53 as being the servant who would be who would be give his life for the redemption of the Jewish people. We see Yeshua in Greek in, as a, as doulos, as a slave of the, of the divine plan, which would include the redemption of the world. And as humbly entering into our world, Yeshua became the embodiment of the messianic aspirations seen in Isaiah's service, in Isaiah's servant song, we read even more. He exposed himself to death, bearing the sin of many, and interceding for the offenders. In this verse, we see the messianic servant slave laying down his life as an act of dying and atoning death, just as Yeshua our Messiah would do. Yeshua is the fulfillment of Isaiah fifty, Isaiah's servant songs, of which one, Isaiah fifty three is the best known. And most often quoted, Yeshua's humble entry into our world was more than just the one God of Israel entering the world as a man to live among and fellowship with creation. Yeshua came into the world as a lowly slave, sir, slave demonstrating humility as he temporarily left the highest eternal state to assume the lowest earthly state. And the phrase becoming like human beings are, there are two words in Greek, genomai and geneo, that can mean born or become. In this verse, Paul used the Greek word genomai rather than geneo to convey the meaning of a change in status, which is what we see in Yeshua's emptying himself, temporarily leaving his preexistent divine state and coming to our world as a human being. Other uses of Genomai in the Brihadashah include the transfiguration of Yeshua 
in Matthew 17 2 we read as they watched as the as the, the three Talmudim watched he began to change form his face shone like the Sun and his clothing became as white as light in Matthew Genomai is used to describe Yeshua's clothing changing to bright white as he makes his glory known to his closest Talmudim through the transfiguration we can see the coming together the human and divine Yeshua as Albert Nolan wrote Yeshua's divinity is not something totally different from his humanity Yeshua's divinity is the transcendent depth of his humanity Yeshua was immeasurably more human than other men But by becoming a man was not a sign that Yeshua was inferior to the Father, inferior to the Rakhodesh, because his innate divine status, though humbled in the incarnation, he demonstrated that the obedience of the Messiah is the voluntary, joyful, thankful obedience of a son. The true, sacrificed, transparent obedience of an equal. And that comes from biblical scholar O'Callaghan. In this act of humility, Yeshua's divine Lord entered into the world to seek and save, doing the work only God can do. Thus the one God of Israel again steps into human history to offer redemption which only comes from the Divine One. The role of Redeemer can only be filled by the One God of Israel. As we read in Deuteronomy chapter 10, 17-18, For Adonai your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, mighty, and awesome God, who secures justice for the orphan and the widow, loves the foreigner, giving him food and clothing. The role of the Redeemer, the one to be the Redeemer of the people of Israel and for the world, for those who trust in the God of Israel, is given to the one God of Israel to do. So in Yeshua, Yeshua as the one God of Israel coming into human flesh coming into our world laying down his life for us to be the Redeemer that only he could be so in this we see the necessity that the Redeemer and the Messiah be divine because only only the one can, who is mighty and awesome to save is the one God of Israel so in this we see an affirmation of Yeshua's divine status in his place as one with the one God of Israel coming into our world humbly to give his life and to give himself for our atonement so this this will we were coming to our end of our study today we'll be looking at one verse a day of the the six in the in the uh, messianic hymn and uh, 
we've seen today that I'll read the, the verse again and then on the verse seven, which we looked at today, on the contrary, he emptied himself and they took the form of a slave by becoming like human beings are. And when he appeared as a human being, So and 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 just just to give a being that that verse eight kind of rolls off of of uh, verse seven, which we'll look actually look at the verse eight tomorrow. But just to continue the thought, it says, and when he Yeshua appeared as a human being, he humbled himself still more by becoming obedient even to death, death on a stake as a criminal. So in this, we see. We see Yeshua continuing his his entry into our world. We saw we saw in in verse in verse six is coming into the world in humility. Going further in, in verse seven, we see that in his entering our world humbly, he emptied himself of of his of his. Uh, he emptied himself of, of his various prerogatives, his various desires and, and innate power and glory to enter our world humbly as, as a man and to live a life of humility and to die a death of the humble death of death on the Roman cross. So tomorrow we continue our, our we continue our, our journey looking at the life of Yeshua here in, in Philippians chapter 2, as we've given the preview with, with the next verse, verse 8, we'll see the continuing move of, of Yeshua from, from his place in the heavenlies, his place in the glory at the with, with the one God of Israel, in, in his place as the divine son, entering into our world humbly, and moving farther, as we see verse 8, that his move of humility in our world came to the Roman cross, that his death on the Roman cross for our redemption, for our atonement, for our, our connection to the God of Israel through the blood of the Messiah. So I appreciate everyone who watched today and for those who will be watching the recording Again, this is the Letter to Philippi live live broadcast. This is an initiative of lettertophilippi.org. We are a Messianic Jewish theological and biblical studies organization that was recently formed, and this is our first initiative of our organization. If you would like more information, go to lettertophilippi.org, where you can find out uh, about our various various initiatives we're doing doing you can watch previous previous class videos you can leave a prayer request as as we said we we want to be praying for those people who are watching our our videos watching our classes taking a part in our materials that we produce because as we as we'll see in chapter four of philippians in four verse six that that we show our dependence we show that we are truly dependent on God by bringing everything to him in prayer. So, so we want to be able to, to be there to pray for you. 
If you'd like to make a donation to keep this broadcast going and also to uh, continue building this, this new work of sharing the scriptures from Messenger's perspective and also looking to at to the best in today's scholarship, how it how it works toward the building of a Messianic Jewish theology for the future. We'd appreciate if you, if you make a contribution on our website at letter to philippi.org. And again, we will be looking at Philippians chapter two, verse eight tomorrow, and looking to the death of the Messiah on the Roman stake, his death for us on the cross for our redemption. So thank you for watching, and uh, I will see you tomorrow for Letter to Philippi Live at 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem Time, and we are streaming on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, YouTube, and LinkedIn. We've been kind of iffy on... Uh, on Instagram Live, we're still working on that, but we are reliably uh, re reliably broadcasting on on Facebook Live and Instagram Live. So thank you for watching, and we will see you tomorrow. Blessings for your day, and uh, continue to seek to be more and more like the Messiah each day, and to model His humility, and to become more in the Messiah. So thank you for watching. This is Sean Emsley, who has been your teacher, and I will be your teacher tomorrow as we look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. Shalom. Goodbye for now.